me the truth. I know people don't mean it when they say that, but I do. Oh, honey. You're a model. You tell me, right? Absolutely. You're a model. Look how tall I am. She's for my idea. Oh. <laughs> I gotta get out there. Okay. Go, model. Back to the minimizer bra, I'm laughing because, you know, as I was looking up the minimizer bra on Amazon, they give you other suggestions and they're all the other bra companies on there are just like bad puns. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like what? (laughs) One's bra (laughs) Okay, that's incredible. There's another one that's breast of both worlds, which I be- <laughs> which I believe is a Spanx one. Un- yeah. Undetectable. Okay, that's great. I like that. And then it made me like come up with my own bra brand, which is breast of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I also want to think back, Gilly, to many episodes ago, ago when you made fun of me for buying lingerie on Amazon. And here you are, here I reveling am. in the beauty of Amazon puns and the models who model Here's the, the difference. The stuff. None of this is sexy. Like, these aren't sexy bras. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, so the minimizer one I had, it was funny. I put it on on Saturday and I was like trying on a bunch of outfits and I really didn't like anything I was wearing. I was having like a total like outfit meltdown. And then Dakota's like made a comment about the bra and he's like, I don't like, oh, like why your boobs aren't out. And I was like, just fuck off. <laughs> I make them look smaller. Because it's not a, it's not supposed to be like a sexy bra. It's supposed to make your boobs just look like a, a full size smaller, which is what I want. But you said no, two cups they're... smaller. Ah, uh, did I say two? I think it's maybe one to two. It definitely, it definitely makes me look like I'm a C cup. Well, you lost that QVC job right there, just for <laughs> lying to the people, <laughs> lying to me. Um, welcome back to the Miranda's podcast. Welcome to the Miranda's podcast. We are back with season four, episode two, the real me, which is a really iconic. Sex and City episode. There's a lot going on in this episode. There is. It is obviously iconic because it's the runway episode where Carrie is in a fashion show and it's actually our fashion call out chime is this is where it's from. She's fashion roadkill. Um, and yeah, so this is an interesting episode. I have written my rating down already and I'm going to stand by it. Mm. Um, and because I, I, I'm going to, I felt very uncomfortable throughout this whole episode. Oh. There was multiple times in which I, I visibly and physically just cringed. Okay. Okay. I, I was uncomfortable the entire time. And then I resented the episode for making me feel that way. Well, I can't wait to talk about those cringy moments. Um, why don't you give us your famous recap, Sarah? <laughs> So in this episode, the girls are all kind of facing themselves and facing being them authentic selves, bearing themselves and being seen by themselves and by others. In this episode, Carrie is asked by Margaret Cho to be a model in a model and real person New York fashion runway. And Carrie grapples with a plethora of insecurities of whether or not she is deserving to be with models on stage. 
Um, Samantha in this episode is very proud of who she is and wants to show it off with nude photos. She gets nude photos taken. It's kind of disappointed when she doesn't get attention from one guy. She ends up getting attention from guy in an end and is back to her old confident self. Miranda in this episode is um, hit on at a gym and the guy is so taken by her looks and feels that she's really sexy. And then he, he plays, he pulls the card, the kind of bait and switch that once she starts feeling confident and sexy, he thinks that she's too full of herself. Charlotte in this episode is dealing with a very, the lack of confidence with her anatomy and her vagina. Um, she allegedly has a depressed vagina and at the end kind of gets to look at herself and feels a little bit happier. So I think the overall theme, which is threaded throughout the episode, is being who you are and feeling confident in whatever that is. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I, um, everyone except for Samantha was just so cringy. I don't, I, I didn't think Samantha was cringy. I, I actually was very like into Samantha in this episode. Cheeseburger and fries. Samantha faced her fear of what real food would do to her perfect figure. Thanks. Nice ass. I didn't tip you enough. Samantha was so confident mm-hmm. and it's interesting. So we can just quickly talk about yes. her plot point, yeah. right? Because it's not like the biggest one to get into. A couple thoughts. First, I don't like when people take naked posed photos of themselves and then get them framed. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, weird. I mean, I personally don't know anyone who who's done that. Like real I, people. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, it's literally what Carrie was talking like, was talking about like narcissist, like in Greek mythology, like that's what it is. It's, it's like, would I, I wouldn't even put up a photo of myself in a bathing suit like a bikini in my house yeah i mean i don't know why is it why is it so weird i think it's i think it's weird if you um you know especially with how samantha did hired someone you print it out and then you frame it like you put in all that time like that labor and that effort and then you hang it up in your house i mean it's just really vain Julie, you don't even hang up your house you hang up in your foyer like in your entryway yeah like maybe in a bathroom or a dressing room, right? Like if you're that wealthy and you have space yeah. to like hang something up. Um, it's really vain. Yeah. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't I truly do not see any difference between what Samantha did and what so many like. Thoughts do on Instagram. Oh, I was thinking the exact same thing it, on the grid right now. It's probably even worse. It's now, worse. But like, I mean, I've been guilty of it. I've definitely put up a, a great photo of myself in a bathing suit. And do you know why? Because it feels great to be like, wow, I think I look good. Do you think I look good? Like and comment and see if you agree. It's just like, <laughs> you know, like, like, comment, subscribe. The RSS feed. Wait, but the right? thing is, it's like, I mean, granted, I put up one bathing suit photo. You were in it. So was our one of our listeners. Mel B was in it when we were in Montauk. Like, oh, that's not a bathing ago. suit photo. That That's a group photo by water. Exactly. Like that is the farthest I've ever put a bas- bathing suit photo online. But I but even 
even like those like once in a while ones are like are so like benign compared to like if you go to someone's grid and it's like every other one is like you know side boob cleavage boob I know. smothered on the you know freaking pool lounge like it's just boobs boobs but like thong you know it's just um that's what i think now, is close and i'm to and i'm always I'm always torn from like a, a women's studies feminist perspective. We talked a lot about this in the classes I took in college mm-hmm. in that if somebody, if a woman is choosing to do that and is enjoying her own image and is reveling in her own image and feeling confident, is that wrong, right? Like, like, shouldn't that be celebrated? The problem is, is that I know sometimes like the most attractive people who put photos online are like sometimes the most insecure. And I think there's almost this like vicious cycle of putting images of yourself out there for consumption that it doesn't lead to like more confidence. I think it actually leads to like a false sense of self Mm -hmm. that's completely built in the eyes of others and not yourself. Like in sharing, you are doing something for others. And yes, you can still own it. It can still be your image. Um, but it's just, I don't well, know what it is. I'm torn between I think, thinking, is it confidence or is it insecurity? I or think, is it neither and something else? I think the operative word here is image. You immediately use the word image, which means it's it's a it's a thing that's being like reproduced and that mm-hmm. can be like shared and that can be passed around like I look in the mirror naked every day right after I pee in the morning. Sorry, that's really TMI. But I, I, you know, I'm like taking off my clothes and like I look at myself and I like sometimes I feel great. Sometimes I don't, you know, ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. the self-esteem. But I didn't take a photo, right, and share it with anyone who can view the profile. And I think that's where the difference is for me, which is like, I believe that women should feel good and confident in their sexuality and their sexual bodies. And, but there's just such a big, once that photo shared online, it has, it, for me, it holds a different meaning. It's literally yeah. dismantling actually all the confidence and self-esteem that you've like cultivated for yourself. It's, it's, it's asking that from others. So this is something kind of unrelated, but <laughs> it has to do, it's a little, not a tangent, but Dakota and I talk about this a lot. And we were talking about people on LinkedIn and when people like we call it the like, um, basically they say like something bad happened to me, but then I worked hard and now something great happened to me. I told you like about this, comment I think. and share for me. No, you share the LinkedIn fucking lunatics. There's a whole subreddit of them. The linked fluencers who are just the LinkedIn fluencers. And it's this idea that I'm like, oh my God, like is no space safe from having to like share and get claps, right? Like everybody wants people to clap for them. And it's just like, stop. Oh. You don't need people to clap for you. Like just fucking put on your bathing suit and go to the fucking beach and enjoy time with the people you're with and yes. stop needing it. Like it really bothers me. And it's, and it, and I, and, but the thing is, as I always want to be mindful about like everyone is on their own journey 
people, I know it's really hard. I I also know like when I get a great photo of myself, it makes me feel really, really good. And I also know that I, when I get a bad photo of myself, like it's whatever. I mean, we're going on a tangent here, but I understand Samantha's need for a beautiful photo that encapsulates her confidence and her pride in herself. I just, I don't know, Gilly, it just... It does doesn't sit well with me. I yeah, see it doesn't the, sit well. He, the thing is, I I I I guess I admire Samantha for, um, like just. I I think she is doing something which is like wanting to be able to remember. You know the confidence she had. She she's doing exactly what I I should be doing. Is I which is. Stop harping on the past. Stop harping on the last time that you looked really good in an outfit. Oh, yeah. Which we've talked about, which is what youth is wasted on the young. Or you- Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's embracing it now. She's in the moment. I like that. But it yes, is kind I totally of see that. tacky to do that, to like have a photo of yourself framed naked and put on the wall. I also like don't love when people hot take. I don't love when people who are pregnant and do the whole you took what, the words out of my mouth what's her face demi more demi more find it annoying well now everyone pulls that you know what uh again would i do it no should i shit on other people who are i probably can i i don't know does it make i does it make me right no there is no right or wrong in this this is simply my opinion but um I, I don't even have any framed photos of just myself. The last time there was a framed photo of just me, it was my school photo in my yeah. childhood home. And that's yeah. the last it's ever gonna yeah. be, you know? Yeah. Like I, I just I don't, don't know. like when these images are like proliferated online. Like I, I, I there's something like when it's candid, that seems like more normal to share. Like, I don't know. I just find it straight like even some like influencers that I follow who've done like the pregnant photo shoot thing and then they put it on. It just feels like, what is the point of this? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, what do you want I me don't to know. do? Like, I don't know. How can I help you? Like, do you want me to like this? And like, is the baby I, not going to come out if but, I don't like this? But I'm like, <laughs> I wonder also, can you find like, I, I, I don't, you know what? I'm not going to go down this. Yeah. It's going to be too much of a tangent. I don't want to go down the pregnant naked photo thing. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because they're, they're sexual and not, they're all posed like the, what's that famous painting with like the clamshells and the woman, the, Af- the, the uh, Venus? Botticelli. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're all kind of posed like that. It's both very covered and very revealing. Yes. And like the, the engorged stomach and the breasts. It's just very odd. It's just very odd. <laughs> Using the word engorged is odd. I know it is. It felt wrong as I was saying it. But the I also know a ton of women who when they're pregnant, they're like, uh, get me out of this. And also yeah. I know a ton of pregnant women who take those photos and put them on their phone and they have it just for them and their yeah, partner. Yeah, that, that too. You that know, too. I, 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 you know, let's all we don't need to be Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, I find it funny because like on Instagram. Hillary Baldwin, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I tried um, you know, I've tried like cleaning up my Instagram recently. I had de- deactivated one of them for two weeks. And then now I'm just trying to clean it up, just trying to focus it on it being like art and design related content. 
Um, and it's just funny because it's like I still get so many reels of like girls in bikinis, like not even like doing real dances. They're, you know, they're doing those like TikTok, like like two point five second, like do the locomotion. Dun, with, dun, dun, yeah, dun, like, dun, yeah, dun. like Jason Derulo, like they're like barely doing anything and then they all burst out laughing like two seconds later and i'm like you guys (laughs) commit to the act do not break character i'm just like do you guys know what like funny things are (laughs) like that's not funny like (laughs) i know um but i I wonder why that's getting advertised to you i I know why it's like because of just like when i was doing like a lot of video art on like influencer stuff like just a lot of i started following a lot of that kind of content for like humor the content and is now i'm like trying to run away <laughs> um but <laughs> but it, it's like i don't know hot take maybe if we re-listen to this podcast 10 years from now i'll you know be upset with myself but i i personally think that guess what you're not reclaiming your sexual power girl by putting a bikini photo with your tits out on instagram i'm just you heard it here no i agree oh like we're reclaiming our power because like instead of men doing it to us like we're just doing it to ourselves it's like no i will say you're still treating yourself like an object and not leading with your mind or thoughts yeah sorry but then (laughs) but then again but then again what if we were really to talk about like being feminist right Mm. like not dictating what brings people confidence not saying well what hey sorry that's not going to fulfill you like I know right like it's that I I I want to believe that like people can make the right decisions for themselves but I'm just not going to do it and I have done it I have put posted like scant scantily clad photos of myself um hello I have a deactivated Facebook from college and I have a deactivated (laughs) Instagram like I used to like dress case absolutely like I loved having an Instagram and I really curated it in a way that like I had nice images of myself and then I would start adding like funny things and I, I felt like I got many though Sarah you know what I really didn't I didn't I think there's one there's definitely one bikini photo in Dakota like will always be like look at that and I was like all right that was many years ago <laughs> that girl's she's not coming back but I guess it's um, for me it's like I mean just to kind of before like just to move on to the next topic but like i just feel like i think i don't i got i I don't i don't want to say true feminists do this no sorry let me erase that but i think if if you care about like being a woman and a feminist and like okay i don't know sorry let me amend that you know what here's the thing for humans to look at mechanisms of systems in our world in a critical way in a critical way and just see how that system works and if we're looking at the system of only fans or instagram or all that shit guess what sells sex sells great boom call it a day like yeah. know know what you're getting into like you don't have to like like i actually admire people who are a lot more like honest like only fans people who are like i'm here to make money off of my body boom done yeah i i do agree with that do it. I, you know what's so funny? I thought you were going to go in a whole different direction. And <laughs> I I really respect women that wear hijabs. And I know that's a little different than what we're talking about. I No, I know what you mean. No, I actually. Sometimes yes, I see those women and I'm like, you know what? Yes. I respect modesty so yeah. much more now. And I totally get yeah. it. I'm like, you know what? 
you are yeah. like, if you look at a lot of these women and, and women who yeah. write, like I'm not saying women who are in a country in which they're forced to do it. I'm saying empowered w- Muslim women who wear hijabs and they yeah. wear it and they it could feel be in this country. To wear it out. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. And there's something kind of really cool and freeing about somebody who in public is very modest, but at yeah. home, like their husband, like they're yeah. being seen. They're yeah. not walking around like that. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I, when I've been seeing a lot of like these beautiful Muslim women on Instagram with their hijabs, I was like, you are lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that that's where like, there's, I don't know. I, there's no black and white ways to look at these types of things and identity constructs and sexuality constructs and, all of that i but i do think that there there is something kind of interesting maybe even like special in and what you're trying to say like like in practicing yeah. modesty and um practicing, you know yeah with withholding and modesty and whatever all right yeah anyway, let's think about on. somebody on the opposite charlotte. end of the spectrum charlotte so we find out oh. in this episode that charlotte is struggling with what is described as a quote unquote, depressed vagina. Now, the symptoms that she describes, like inch, itching, burning, feeling comfortable, you would lead to think STI or bacterial vaginosis, right? Yes. You think it was something, right? Like the doctor saying it's not a yeast infection. It's not a yeast infection. Turns out that she has what's called vulvodynia. Um, yeah, I believe it's called vulvodynia. Yeah. Wait a minute. How do you know your vagina is depressed? There's symptoms. Like what? It can't meet its deadline? It always wants to go to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, ha, ha It's so funny. My vagina's depressed. <laughs> I might have vulvodynia. Vulvodynia? So Gilly texted my sister. My sister is Dr. a doctor. Dr. Catherine. Dr. Catherine. On retainer um, for the Miranda's pod. We have her on retainer. And um, so... Gilly was like, hey, just like what like what is this? I'm I I've kind of heard of it, but I'm not sure. She said, short answer, it's vulvar, so like your vulva pain of a non-specific origin. That can mean sensitivity, discomfort, burning pain, tightness, antidepressants, specifically tricyclic tricyclics. So not an SSRI. So it's a different type of antidepressant like amnitriptyline, whatever, are used for a lot of chronic pain treatment, including migraines and functional abdominal pain. The mechanism isn't fully understood, but it works for some people. It targets nerve pain. So <gasps> I thought this doctor was crazy for describing an anti per prescribing yeah. antidepressant. Turns out that that's kind of what people will do for nonspecific pain. I wonder if we should get that for our pelvic floor slash our constipation. Maybe that will. I can't add another antidepressant. To <laughs> I know. I'm literally, Sarah, as you said that, I'm literally looking up Aunt Amy Trip. Side effects, nausea, vomiting, drowsiness, weakness or tiredness, nightmares, headaches, dry mouth, constip- constipation. So no, I can't so, take it. <laughs> well, well what, what, what Dr. Catherine said first was that the first line, like the doctor, she says, like, should not have just prescribed the antidepressant. It would have been pelvic floor therapy. So I think we're on the right path. My uh, pelvic pain is like pretty. I did pelvic floor therapy. It was great. Um, I don't have any of the issues that Charlotte has. Yeah. Um, mine was mostly like not being able to like pee like yeah. fast enough. Yeah. Essentially. Like my muscles are obviously like too tight to like yeah. pee quickly. Um, but so I think the whole thing about Charlotte that was interesting is how to be honest, that the most shocking part of this was that she had never looked at her uh. own like 
like I genitalia. Was rolling my eyes so yeah, much. Yeah, it was cringy. I was How? like, you're what, a 34 year old woman? She's 34. I mean, I, I also think it just speaks to this, dare I say, patriarchal <laughs> view of the vagina, which is that it's gross or that it's you know not pretty looking that it's like you know whatever it's 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 some might say a a stuffed taco all right (laughs) yeah or that it's like not attractive yeah there's so many like awful euphemisms for what it like there's on one line it's like a flower a fruit or it's like georgia o'keefe or it's like meat wallet stuffed tacos Roast beef sandwich, you know, it's just like terrible. Some of the stunts, <laughs> which I don't know so, where that falls in. Wait, which visually, pussy. Oh, visually, God. I don't know how that like holds Kick up. At. But, but no, I I think like if you think of just like the different names for it, like no, I mean, I grew up not thinking like I, I don't. I'm gonna be honest though, and maybe this is a hot take. I don't know if I think any genitalia is like that attractive. <laughs> I was just about to say, like when I was younger, like I definitely like thought. Oh, I th- I mean, I always thought like, oh, vaginas are kind of cute, right? But, sure. But when you get the mirror under there, then you're like, ah, I don't know about that. But it's kind of like when you look at a car, like everything's great. You lift up the hood. It's like that's complicated. It's different. <laughs> Visually, I'm not sure what's happening here. But no, I think like genitalia, but like men and women are, are men. monsters. Is <laughs> Ready? Office. A penis is the most beautiful sight to a woman. <laughs> when it's wait, no, it's. It's the most beautiful sight to a woman when it's like expected in the right context. In the right much. context, yeah. but no, I mean, I I kind of think like an appendage or like <laughs> organs. They're kind of just organs. Like people can have like a beautiful face, like beautiful hands. Like sure, there's are some nice penises. I'm sure there's like really beautiful vaginas. There's flowery really nice. openings. Yes, I, I'm sure. But like I think most people are just kind of like average, and I think it's there, and I think it can look really nice. Um. But like, I, I was interesting that how Charlotte was so conditioned to think like it was bad, I guess. It's so I, I, I sad I, to me. But I, I, I think she's probably there's probably a huge part like amount of people who think that way. And I think that stems from like culture and family and sex ed or lack thereof. Like oppression. I mean, Jesus, I, I, I just felt it was so kind of pathetic. Wait, Gilly. What? This is perfect from what we talked about in L.A., do you remember when yeah, I know you exactly took, what you're talking about? I know you're going to say when we were in L.A. and we were talking about women's studies, how you took that in college. What was <laughs> yeah. it? Women's health. Great class. And yes. they gave us that book, um, Our Bodies Ourselves. First yeah. off, if any woman listening has not read or picked up Our Bodies Ourselves, you need that book. It's an amazing yes. book. It's so great. If it's, I have a daughter one day, I'm giving her I that book. I wonder if they book. update it like the DSM updates it, you know, oh, I really hope so. Anyway, in this book, it has m- tons of pictures of different vulva. It is fascinating. fascinating. And also not only that, it's like even in the slideshow that we watched, because the class we took was a cross listed <laughs> with nursing, women's health and yes. then women's studies. <clears throat> but even in the slideshow, when they're showing all the different vaginas, that was like. The it first, made me feel good. Yes. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> Sarah and I were joking like <laughs> when we like like I'd never seen like that volume of different like a variety of vaginas. And I just assumed all of them look like mine. And like you see no. some and you realize that they don't look like no, it's yours. Crazy. But but also that makes a lot of sense, right? Like you look at penises, like the penises that have you seen, have they all looked like? I mean, they're, they're all kind of a penis, but they're all kind of different. <laughs> so it makes sense that how, you know, and I, I also am really trying to say vagina, right? Like I'm just trying to say like the, the labia, you know, like the, the labia. Even... <laughs> Majora. Majora. I always want to say menorah. But um, no, I, I I think also it's really great for women to see normal images of yes. the female body. And I think girls like sex ed should include those images for men and women because I think most of the, you know, vulva that's seen in porn is maybe some people look like that. Not everyone does. It's yeah. And I just, I think we need to normalize human bodies. And here's why I'm going to plug Reddit. Reddit. Plug it in. Reddit. uh, Normal nudes. All right. I think everyone should go on Reddit. Normal nudes. Um, It's, phenomenal right but forgot about this segment of our podcast (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway um charlotte in this episode it's interesting the plot kind of ends there with it like she ends up taking a mirror looking at herself like is so intrigued that she falls over i thought it was can i tell you and i didn't like it real quick what i was just in san diego visiting my brother for the night and his girlfriend (laughs) and my brother has found out about the podcast i just like i don't know i just like didn't want to because he's such a loud mouth and it just like and he literally was like oh like He's like, I listened to like a, a few episodes, like, but like, what do you guys do? I bet you all you guys do is talk about vaginas. <laughs> and here we are. I know. Talking Maybe about vaginas in the fresh episode from the weekend. Absolutely. And no, but I, I think it's, um, I, I mean, I can't imagine being like my 14 year, year old self being able to talk about this. Like, I remember there was a lot of shame around a body oh and I grew up God. in a pretty like body positive household in which my parents pretty much referred to yeah. everything by its like biological name. Like yeah. I grew up in a very medical household. Yeah. So bodies, it wasn't really like, like if something happened, you could just say it. Like if like I had like a yeast infection, I could like tell my dad, my dad's a doctor. And so I grew up very open talking yeah. to my parents, but I was still very shy and a little bit ashamed. And I think if you grew well, up in a household in which too. there was a lot of shame, I get why Charlotte, you know, was is a little bit repressed oh absolutely and like no i think it's um i mean i I think it's got to be kind of cool to like i mean i wonder what it's like to have like a teenage daughter now because i just feel like there's just obviously a lot more like confidence empowerment and like communication for young women i mean obviously we just critique social media for a bit but i think that social media actually has really spurred conversation across like for young women and i just feel like they would be sharing i I imagine like teenage women like just share information more than like we had because it was almost like hush hush 
you know, here, let me DM you this photo of this long labia. You know, tell me what you think. <laughs> right. Labia McGee over here. Yeah. Right. Labia McGee. No, I'm just thinking like, first <laughs> off, kids have phones. They can look up stuff. Like yeah. when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I wasn't going to type stuff into the Internet. Like I didn't. That wasn't no. available. Pretty much what no. I learned was a what my mom told me or what I got in school or, or people ens- told me. We had an encyclopedia in our house and I would look up with pictures. And if you oh, I cool, if you go and look at the encyclopedia, there's always like the sex or like human anatomy one. And I knew like exactly where it was. I'd always like open it up and like quickly check it out. <laughs> And if you look, <laughs> you little pervert, I know it. But if you if you look at it, it's like two white people obviously are. Yep. You know, leading the image of the human anatomy, but also like the woman's proportions are. Dare I say perfect? I mean, perfect for what was considered, I guess, ideal, just like hourglass, but not too hourglass, like thigh gap, like. Yeah thin like just, breasts aren't too big but they're certainly not small and they're perky and the nipples aren't too big they're not too everything is quote unquote like average whatever that means and like normal size so everything's like medium sized except like she's thin all right like, the i want to kind of too big that yeah it's just it's she's just perfect she's just, she's just average a perfect specimen and i pushed, <laughs> i had to just bookmark it <laughs> dog-eared that page i couldn't get enough <laughs> no but it's just like now there's the internet and you can like there's fucking Lizzo who has millions of followers like shaking her ass and she doesn't give a okay, so fuck and I love This is her. what I wanted to know. But, but but see this I'm so glad you just said that. Gilly. Yeah. Are we only shaming hot people who put photos online because Absolutely. like let's say you're fat in a tr- <laughs> duh no so pretty much here's the deal like it is is that like a a, a pretty privileged tax in which sorry you're too attractive so you can't put your body but hey you lena dunham that's well, great you with your like well, average was, looking body and weird tits well, that's was, fine good for you well i was <laughs> no i was actually gonna say i actually wanted to bring this up at a at another episode but one of a social media trope that is such a pet peeve of mine like it's and I've been meaning to talk to you about it is when you see someone who doesn't have the size zero to size four body type with perfect proportions yep and they're just like a confident maybe curvier person who's a size 12 to 14 let's say and they put like merely put photos of them online like they literally could be eating cotton candy at a fucking carnival or yeah. like or they could be in a bathing suit in like Tulum. And okay. every comment without even asking, every comment it is like we love how body positive you are. <laughs> you are such an inspiration for body Gilly, positivity. That is like the Amy Schumer skit where she posts a photo of herself in a bathing suit and someone's like, You're so brave. <laughs> yeah, like that exactly. Where it's like right? she's so like body positive all of a sudden because she's like not a size four and posting a photo of herself. Like 
it, it's essentially you're brave. Like, thanks for showing you. No, but I also think this comes back to the whole like clap culture where everyone yeah. needs to get like an award for yeah. something. Um, but but it's like it's so. Sp- but then like one of the influencers I follow. I mean, good for her. She ended up embracing it. And like, I think her bio is like mom of two, like body positive or like mom of two dogs, like body positive. And I'm like, good for her. Like, I, I, I like what she's doing, but it's she embraced it. But I'm like, what if you didn't want to be the public figure for body positivity? What if you just wanted to share what you're like reading? Like, <laughs> and they're like, nope, your looks will always be more important. Um, okay, speaking of confidence, we have Miranda in this episode. Oh my god. Miranda faced her fear of knowing the truth. Hi. I'm really confused. I thought we had a good time, and then you never called, and I never called because you never called, and I guess that's fine, but I just have to know, did I do something, or? No, we can't. I don't know. We were sitting on the couch, and you just seem a little full of yourself. Okay, glad we straightened that out. This is, I think, such a messed up Miranda plotline. First off, Cynthia Nixon plays this so well. We get to see like flight attendant Miranda turn on that like others. She likes Miranda is putting on another role. And in this episode, she's playing sexy, confident woman who loves her life. Yes. So she gets approached by the guy at the gym. First off, she's wearing a gray T-shirt, sweating like a dog. It's mm. disturbing. Listening and to like Ricky Martin. She bangs. Right. She bangs. Yeah. She bangs. And so this guy comes up and, and he he's really forward with her. Like even mm-hmm. Dakota said like, whoa, that's a lot. I he know. says, like, I, I've been watching you. I think you're super sexy. She's really taken aback. You know, she's talking to Carrie. And this is actually leading into my first Carrie tracker. Mm. Um, my Miranda ism of the episode is um like she's so taken aback by him thinking she's sexy and she's like no like smart cute no she's like sexy is the thing i try and get them to see me as after i win them over with my personality yeah and then carrie says to her you win men over with your personality and then but miranda claps back they want you to be a model which i I just love um so both of miranda ism and a carrie tracker but um no but so miranda in this episode is really she loves that the attention this guy is giving her. And so we see her. They're in the she's apartment. In she's wearing shocked. this sexy black dress. Like she looks yeah. hot. Her hair is done. She's well, drinking and she's like, I love my life. OK, yeah. Well, I was going to say prior to that, they had been on a date and she finds out that he's like really finds like he thinks she's really sexy and she's in shock. And she's like talking to the girls and is like, me sexy? Like what? And mm-hmm. that's when she gets a little ahead of herself and just full on channels a little bit too much of the confidence. She, to has, she, she flies a little too close to the sun. Yes. You know, we got major yeah. hubris here. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she yeah like really she's like on the sofa she has this glass she's she's putting on a character she's yes. putting on confident sexy Miranda I performing love confidence. my life I love, I love it my I friends. love my friends my job and honestly it was annoying it's it's just it, it did remind me of this and you know that one direction song which is like you don't know you're beautiful and that's what make you beautiful that's what makes you beautiful uh. <laughs> that like the, the 
<laughs> the irony of somebody like this guy clearly was into her because she wasn't quote unquote full of herself. Yeah. She wasn't the yes. Instagram thought, you know, yeah. thinking that she's sexy, right? Like she was attractive because she just exuded it naturally without yeah. trying. Um, so I did think it was a little unfair that Miranda gets kind of burned so yeah. quickly. I know. Um, I know. I agree. But yeah, um, we can't miss the Carrie plot line. That's where we got to spend a big a chunk of time chatting about. Okay. Let me just tell you, let me just tell you, I have carry trackers left and right. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. The whole episode, the real me. Yes, Carrie, the real you is a giant carry tracker. Yes. It's, it's throughout the entire episode. You so have to be in this fashion show I'm doing. A mix of models and New York people with style. And no one is more New York or has more style than you. <laughs> Lynn, I'm a writer. You're fucking doing my show. If I have to hunt you down, skin you alive, and have one of the other models fucking wear you. The thing that was so irritating about this episode was how much humble bragging Carrie was doing uh, throughout the whole. I, I, oh my god, enough is enough. I'm not a model. You people are crazy. I'm a writer. I'm a. I'm let's a get, writer. Let's get one thing straight. I'm a writer. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, it was nothing is it was worse. Exhausting. And I know this because I fish for compliments nonstop for my family in Dakota. <laughs> and like Dakota has told me multiple times to like not do it. And I basically have to tell him like, just tell me I'm pretty right now. Okay. Like, and I'm fine with it. I don't do it in certain settings, but she fishes nonstop she and it's fishes just bad. so hard. And it's like, the thing that I found so amusing was that Carrie thinks she's some sort of highbrow, like intellectual, like, you know, what I mean? Fran Lebowitz or whatever. And like Frank Rich, just like yeah, yeah, people yeah. who are like really contributing to cultural conversations. And you got like sex writer Carrie Bradshaw. She thinks um, she's like some sort of op ed, like opinion columnist, like, right. <laughs> You have a sex column on page six that's about your <laughs> friends. You just steal their stories and regurgitate them into like, what, 200 words? <laughs> Pretty much. And like she was really like, I, you know, Carrie, as we've we've discussed, is a highly insecure individual, which in a lot of ways is relatable. And the fact that it's relatable is also why it's so annoying. Like you want to be you, you want to say, Carrie, like. No one cares that much about you. No one I know. cares. I know. And I think Samantha puts this so well in which she says, um, uh, who gives a fuck what other people think? This is a fabulous opportunity. Yes. So I really like going back to Samantha's episode with her confidence. Samantha really is like just such a great example of yeah. not caring what people think. Yeah. Um, and Carrie cares so much what people think. Yeah. And Carrie... I, but the thing that oh, was man. so funny about the episode is like, what's her name? Lynn Cameron, played by Margaret Cho, was so like to the point about what this was. It's a it's a fundraiser. We have models and non-models in the fashion show. And then Carrie was where my Carrie tracker comes in, was so shocked that she was listed as a non-model. When she got to the fucking fashion show, I was like, did you not listen? Like, <laughs> okay, what the fuck's wrong? 
Frank Richland? Fran Leibowitz, what? Dolce & Gabbana couldn't get Ed Koch? Gucci got him. What's the problem? Ugh, such an idiot. I actually convinced myself I belonged here. You do belong here. Can I go home? No, the entire show is timed per model. I'm a non-model. But you're fabulous. Lighten up. Okay, so you're not Heidi Klum, <laughs> but you're the modeliest of the real people. Well, though she was, she was th- kind of saying like, honestly, it was mean. She was like, yes, Ed Cock, Fran Levitt, yeah, like yeah. pretty much like those trolls, Cock, yeah. those basically cult, those trolls, yeah. yeah, and and kind of saying like, I cannot believe I'm with them, and right. it, it was but the whole episode. Really- she's trying to prove that she's not a model. So it's just, and then people are like, we get it. You're not. That's why you're with the normal people. But she's the type of person. It's like, oh, like, no, I, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't. And then when people are like, OK, and they're like, she's like, well, why not? You know, she's like yeah, fishing yeah, yeah, yeah. so much for people to to like basically praise her. Or to, I don't okay, did, did you ever see? OK, I'm sorry. I got to pull yeah, a reference. Get here. In Summer here. Heights High. Jimmy. Am I hot? Am I hot? Am I hot? Like, Am I hot? Yeah. That's what Carrie was doing. And yeah. Carrie's like, she she wants people to just like, I think she says like, I, there's a line that she says, I know I'm not a model. I don't want people to think that I think I'm a model. There's so many levels of but being really, aware. It, it, it's more, it's, it's less Summer Heights High and more Michael Scott moving into his condo and like buying it. <laughs> Where are all the hot people? We're the hottest people here. And Michael, where, this is the unit. Where you are saw all and- the hot people? I was told that there would be all these attractive singles. Who and as far as I can tell, I'm the best looking person here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like, Carrie, yeah, what Carrie- did you expect? Then, yeah. And, and it's also a little bit, this comes back to like the, and just like that, when Carrie's at the fundraiser and like runs out, like Carrie, this is kind of like just a fundraiser, like just show up and do it. It's for like allegedly a good cause and you're making it such a big deal. Um, has there ever been, this, uh, is, this is, maybe I'll cut this out if we can't think of it, but has there ever been some sort of opportunity that's been like proposed to like your way and like you've been kind of coerced into and then you find out that it's like why the fuck did i do this it was completely insulting to be involved in this oh wow i have to really I'd, think about I'd that i'd have to think maybe for the next episode i'd have to think about <gasps> all right that too. well for anyone listening have <sighs> you had an opportunity like this that was built up to be a certain thing and then you went and it was like kind of embarrassing or insulting or you just like wish you didn't go like, I mean, I'm sure I got to really think, but I'm sure there's something email like the Miranda's that. at gmail.com or even if it's a story that's not your own the Miranda's pod. Yep. The Miranda's or, pod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, or DM us on Instagram. DM at the us. Miranda's pod. Um, I'd love to know. I'm sure I know I have something where I'm like, God damn. Like, OK, so what did you think about the outfits that they put her in? Are these fashion callouts or fashion miss hits or misses? Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. I mean, I love the Dolce Gabbana f- long floral one that for the test shoot with the faux Brian so that's Cranston a ten, guy. Ten thousand dollar. Not dress. surprised. 
And remember yeah, when I thought that guy was Brian Cranston for the longest time? I, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny because I get like where your brain went yeah, with that, but yeah. it's just so not at all. <laughs> Speaking of Brian Cranston, I mean, there was a ton of guest stars in this episode. Well, I think Ed Koch or Ed Koch, however you pronounce his name, was Whatever. on the runway. Heidi Klum, Margaret yeah. Chow, Alan Cumming. Um, oh, right. I forgot that. And there was one more that I listed. Heidi Klum looked amazing. Um, no, I think just those four as of now. Um, but I thought anyway. So, yeah. What were yeah. You saying? Like speaking of fashion call outs for this episode. I thought Carrie looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what it, did you looked, think? No, I thought it was absolutely <laughs> horrific. The, that makeup, the makeup was, was so bad. Was a uh, was a nightmare. I couldn't um, tell if I hated the hair or the makeup more. I think it was both. I think mm-hmm. you know what someone <laughs> someone once said. You get three. You get three. No, you get three. There's three things. Ready? You get outfit, hair, and makeup. Jewelry. All three cannot four. be four. I don't wear a lot of jewelry. Jewelry so slash accessories. This. Okay, there's four things. They can't all be a lot. So if you yes. have like an amazing outfit and amazing makeup, yeah. keep your hair kind of chill. Yeah. Keep your hair chill. I agree. There's And I, I think they did way too much for her. That's how I there's this like um influencer who's like a fashion blogger who I used to follow. I had to defollow her because every single piece in her outfit was a statement piece. And I'm like, no. You don't know style. No. That's not how it works. Like <laughs> you can't have every piece be a showstopper. Yeah. It looks like a tr- like a car crash. Like it just is yeah. not like it's, everything's this is all the over the place. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Um Carrie looked very pageanty. Yeah. Um I will say that the underwear was kind of cool I, and I thought yeah. the blue was very beautiful. Yeah, me too. Uh, I yeah, I mean I also like her with her natural curls. I think there's the, that's great. That's yeah. her. I feel like it, it's funny that the episode said the real me and they made her look nothing like the real me. So she I, looked like a toddler in a tiara. She <laughs> it was it was toddler tiara. That's exactly what it was. That's so great. And also when um, she like um I do like that she went after she trips and falls, which is hilarious that she gets back up, but then she starts doing these stupid like poses oh, with the camera. So You should have seen me when this came on. I was repulsed at this show for what they did. I don't like anything that's too chummy. So whenever a show gets a little too seventh heaven for me, she starts hamming it up a little bit too much. Well, the the part that I thought was so annoying was that like she kind of starts looking at people and smiling, and then Margaret Cho and her assistant look and they're beaming and looking at each other <laughs> yeah, like very seven. Mm, yeah, that really bothered me. It's too after school <laughs> special for something on HBO. Yeah. We don't need all these feel good feelings. Like yeah. <laughs> it sucked. She fell. Let's move on. And yeah. I just did not like yeah. the chumminess. Yeah. It was just really annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Please, did anyone else feel that way? Please let me know that when the all the smiling and the like the pride and carry, it really bothered me. Let me know if it bothered you, too. So I, I do want to continue on. I do have a carry tractor. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys yeah, for about another 10 minutes. That is related oh, yeah, to what? the fashion show. Well, obviously, with Stanford, because oh, oh, obviously the episode oh, starts terrible. Yeah. The episode starts out with those, you know, again, like iconic Sex in the City lines, which is like, you know, he's he's saying 
he's saying he's not confident. He's like, Carrie, like, look at me. I know how I look. And she says, well, you don't see what I see. And then she pulls the same. I'm not a model card. And he's like, well, you don't see what I see. And he's really nervous for the setup with Anthony that Charlotte has so kindly arranged. And he's like, um, so do I look all right? I'm a little nervous about this Charlotte fix up. And Carrie literally says, oh, you look fabulous. You have fabulous seats. And I can't think about you anymore. I'm a model. And then she immediately just starts talking about herself again. And like, I, I just don't, I, I don't I know. really know what the writers were. Th- I know that like it was supposed to be kind of tongue in cheek. I'm a model now. I don't care. But like, she literally doesn't care. So I don't know what the writers were. I, I just don't understand what they were doing at the time. This person, Carrie Bradshaw, would have no friends in real life. No, no. And then I find she's it, kind of a bully and she's not very kind. Yeah. And, and the Sex in the and, City yeah. writers, like especially with the movie, like the feature films, like the writing is just such predictable writing by straight people. It's like, let's have the yeah. only two gay people get married to each other, you know? Like, yeah, it's well, and it's Anthony's funny. He's like, um, you know, just too gay. Just because we're gay. He says something aligned longs like along the lines of like, well, just because we're gay, we shouldn't be together. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's that really funny Ina Garden, Ina Gardner m- meme where she's Ina like, Garden, I'll just yeah. put the tops with the bottoms. And the me and the meme is pretty much like me setting up my gay friends and it's her. I'll just put the tops with the bottoms. <laughs> and <laughs> you got to put that on the gram, Sarah. I, I will. And I think it's really funny that like and I think, I, you know, we talked to I think Grace at this one point where she's like, just because someone else is a lesbian, like doesn't mean that like I'm you know what I mean? Like it's we're going to like get a season for <laughs> yeah. right. Just because like, oh, well, because that guy's straight, you must be able to hit it off. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Um, But so, yeah, no, but this was a major carry tracker, how she handled the Stamper situation. She was so nervous and self-involved for this stupid runway show. Yeah, like, I get that it's nerve wracking, but stop making everything yeah. about you. Well, actually, so bad. I do have a Samantha Zinger. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Well, it's actually kind of a line of wisdom that's at the fashion show. It's unrelated to Carrie, but it's basically Miranda trying to figure out like what she did wrong with the guy because she hasn't heard back from him. Mm -hmm. And Samantha goes, who knows? He's a man. You can lay your pussy on a table right in front of one and you still don't know what he's thinking. And I just love that line. That's a pretty good Samantha Zinger. Yeah, Samantha's confidence in this episode was awesome. (laughs) I don't know, Gil. This episode to me just wasn't, didn't do it for me. And I remember liking it so much more when I was younger, when I was watching this. And now I just like, I don't know. I just, I have to say the first time I watched this, watching Carrie fall was shocking. And I remember laughing so hard. Yes. I, I actually like that they had her fall. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I do. I do like that they had her fall. It's such karma for being like, give me the highest heels possible. Yeah. Um. All right. So any other I've got two interesting fashion call outs. Please random ones. call them out. So I obviously love Carrie's yellow aviators because I just bought some in oh, L.A. Yeah. and I just loved them. Um, and another random fashion call out. I loved Miranda's gray suit at the end. I thought she looked fantastic with her red bag and her. It was like really beautifully tailored gray suiting that didn't feel businessy. Yes. It felt just fashiony, which was 
Good for Miranda. I'm going to have an anti-fashion call out. I hated Carrie's like white nude, like bra. Terrible. Like strapless bra over the black tank top with the white pearls. It, like, it was a bad Halloween costume. Like Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Um, I do um, have. Oh, yeah. There was. I was going to say the the other celebrity cameo was Buster from Arrested Development as like the photographer's yes. assistant. <laughs> I guess Great. that was pretty it, Buster, though. Yeah, de- definitely not like a celebrity cameo, but now definitely a great um, random celeb sighting. He's one of my favorite actors. I love him in Arrest Development. I love him Love him even more in Veep. Um, I'm forgetting the name, his name, but he's just great. He's Buster Bluth. Yeah. Bluth. And then also I have an ancient scroll. Oh, what's your ancient scroll? When Charlotte asks uh, Samantha, isn't it so hard to eat all organic? Like that's... <laughs> First of all, like everything's like organic and wellness now and all that shit. But it's also like such a pet peeve of mine when you can literally eat an all organic cheeseburger just because it's like organic doesn't mean. Yeah, it's like that. that that's a pretty good you lose scroll. weight. I, I don't know. You know. I would I wouldn't have seen that at all. But I think that's perfect. That's a great ancient scroll, especially of that time. But maybe it still is hard because I know that there are things marked as organic now that aren't necessarily organic. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I think um, let's read our, our Manolo Blahnik rating at the same time. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Okay. Ready? So I gave this a... One, two, three. I gave it three. a 3.5. 3.5. I gave it a three. Okay. Okay. I think I just have been given everything higher than season one and season two. Um, yes, it, but season three was obviously the top notch. So yeah. I think we need to kind of build ourselves up. Yes, I think um, you're right. Because this is a not a great episode for a, a season four. No, but next week we have episode four defining moments and we got Mr. Jazz Man. And I'm very excited for this one. <gasps> All right. Well, that was the episode. Again, we'd love to have um reviews or emails or questions if anything that's on your mind email us at the miranda's pod at gmail communicate with us we love it we promise we'll communicate back and it will make our day so yes um bye for now and we'll see you guys next week bye little models and not models stole it from me bye our little damn sexy mirandas bye